0: small wins add up so you think about this do five wins a day 35 wins a week this is episode five of three marketers walk into a podcast
1: you're listening to three marketers walk into a podcast brought to you by the fine folks at response suite Hello again, and here we are, the fifth day of the daily at the moment. Uh, Three marketers walk into a podcast. How are you doing, Rob? I'm good. I've barely slept with the excitement. (laughs) (laughs) I know. We've got a really good one today. I'm really looking forward to this. This uh, this week, I was going to say, but this week we did... Speak to the infamous Paul Mort from, uh, well, he's got a few different programs. Now, just before we get into this episode, we just want to let you know that Paul is very, uh, how would you describe him? Very polarizing. Very polarizing. Um, He's actually a really close friend of mine from over the years. I've known him for a very long time. And just to let you know that if you're easily offended by naughty words or profanity and that kind of stuff, now's probably a great time to uh, move on. From this episode of the podcast because Paul will be uh, basically giving you a demonstration of all his favorite naughty words throughout, <laughs> and, and he through. knows them all he knows them all and some you've never heard of before uh, so uh, so just to give you a heads up on that now what's really interesting about Paul is he comes from a background of he had a business himself where he was a fitness professional he had like outdoor boot camps that kind of thing and then he moved on to teaching other fitness professionals how to run wildly wildly and incredibly successful fitness businesses basically he grew his boot camp in his local area which is a really i think it was no it was it was rated as the poorest area in the UK a place called South Shields and uh, in terms of the levels of income and stuff like that and he had a premium rate outdoor fitness camp in the northeast of england where it's cold most of the year it's miserable people traditionally haven't got very much money yet he built a massive boot camp training outdoors you know like five days a week or something like that they're paying a premium price and he did it regardless of the apparent conditions he was working in. it's amazing i mean it's an incredible business model and then of course off the back of that started teaching other fit pros how to do it and off the
2: back of that came a number of programs and stuff like that yeah absolutely and he's grown an enormous business that really fits around the way that he wants to live his life and he's going to talk about how he's done it uh, as well as the kind of the importance of having letting your personality shine through however colorful that personality may be i think it's really easy for all of us to go how do i make my marketing stand
1: out because you've seen so many facebook ads you've seen so many of the same kind of free reports or you know how how do you make sure your stuff really communicates with people, especially through video if you do any video advertising or any videos online, you know, your Facebook Lives or YouTube video. And email, you know, how do you make sure your emails don't just drop into that over oh, the same as everybody else's emails how do you make sure yours actually stand out and Paul is an absolute master at it which is why we absolutely had to bring him in for this episode of the podcast so here we are we're going to go into that now uh, here's when we spoke to Paul and what he had to say and sit down prepare yourself because you're going to learn some absolute gems <laughs>
2: All right. So, Paul, thank you for taking some time out to join us on this. We're going to get straight in with the questions. So, first question, what are the advantages to selling and building your brand around such an extreme personality like your good self?
0: Uh, that's a wonderful question, Robert. And can I just mention how great your sound is today? Thank you. <laughs> Honestly, dude, you are, you must have a posh microphone. I grip myself. <laughs> I love it. So, I mean, yeah, the, um, the, the, the advantages are that I... I'm never trotting on eggshells. In other words, I'm not trying... I don't have to be corporate. I don't have to worry about my brand. And I attract people that I like to hang out with. Like, I've done business so many times in the past with people that I'm like, I don't... And as a coach, as someone that helps people and as someone that's involved on a a day-to-day basis with people, and it's a lot of interaction doing what I do, it's important that you don't hate your clients, basically, or you don't dislike your clients, or you just there's a lot of discomfort there. You should be able to be yourself around the people that you work with. And that comes down to marketing. It's like what you see is what you get both on the outside and the inside. So what you see kind of on the stage is the same as what you get behind the curtain. Does that make sense? Yeah, but it's like there's no facade, is there? There's no, uh, no one like uh, see the dude, I've done behind that before. the curtain. Yeah, dude, I've done that before and I, I just ended up, it was exhausting. It was exhausting having a bullshit on the front. and having to put on a front but then it was also exhausting because the people that came in got something different to what i was selling Mm. it's kind of like they didn't enjoy the experience it was kind of uncomfortable for them because i was being very abrupt and they weren't used to that kind of coaching style or being taught or coached in a way that i coach but also i was i wasn't able to go all in on the coaching because i was constantly worried about offending them or hurting their feelings do you know what i mean it was kind of a it was hard to kind of pussyfoot around people. And the other thing is that I never struggled to come up with content. I never struggled to come up with creating things. I never struggled to come up with emails. I never struggled to come up with videos. I never struggled to come up with posts. I never struggled to come up with podcast content. I mean, listen, I did 200 podcast episodes. I did a daily podcast. In 200 podcasts, That's would say in about 300 days, which is pretty good going. Wow. And all I do is tell stories, but if I'm, if I'm not honest and if I'm not upfront and extreme of myself, I can't tell those stories because I'm filtering out stuff and filtering out stuff is tiring. It's like, listen, holding a sieve constantly mm. is hard work. I mean, it'll do your wanking race good, but it, it, it's hard work. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it just means that instantly I'll say, Oh, I've got this idea. Right. Let's do a live video on it. You know what I mean, yeah. I don't have to think about what I'm going to say. I don't have to, I don't have to have a script and it, it's not boring. It's like, listen, dude, and, and the thing is, I ask this question all the time. It's a, it's a sales question. I do it on sales calls, and I do it in webinars, and I do it in seminars. It's not an ego boost. It's just it gets people to kind of sell themselves on why they've shown up and why they're choosing me to take advice from, which is this. And I say, why me? Why now? Why is now the time for it to change? And why, is, why am I the person you're reaching out to? And it's the same thing all the time. You say it like it is. There's no bullshit and you're real. And once you've got, and you've got to consider that people do business with people that they trust. And if you tell the truth and you're real, that's the fastest way to build trust ever. Absolutely. Do You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not having to build. I'm not having to get people to buy from me by how pretty things look. Listen, most of my stuff looks like shit. I send the ugliest emails ever. I'm looking at my logo right now, and I'm thinking to myself, so I've got this logo. You can see it there. Well, you guys can see it anyway. Obviously, this is not good for a podcast. It's like being on the radio and describing tastes and smells. But, <laughs> <laughs> can you taste that? No, I can't, dude. I'm listening. But anyway, um, <laughs> No, we can, we can maybe put the put – the, uh, Yeah, you, put you can't. So it's like a middle up. thing. And the business of unstoppable bastards. Anyway, I'm starting to run into some trouble with running ads, obviously. Yeah. Because it's, it's a little bit offensive. And I'm like, hold on a second. I've built this business. And I have a pre- very profitable business now. We've got 120 active men. Every event we run, we get 60 plus men. The, 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 other, the, the one day experience that we run is, is, is right now, it's two grand for, for 30 hours. And we we'll get seven, to eight men on every single one of those. So it's profitable. And I'm like, and do you know what? Most people don't even know really what my logo is. I've managed to run ads and build that business yeah. without that kind of branding. Totally. And the thing is, I also don't think that really at the level that most people play at, especially in coaching, no one gives a fuck about the branding. No one gives a fuck. They're interested in what you can do for them and how you make them feel. That's it. And, and you know what? I had this conversation the other day. I was asked to, I get asked to sponsor people all the time, fighters especially. And, and, and the, they approach me and like, listen, Paul, it's X amount of money for, and you get me logo on, your logo on me t-shirt, me shorts. I'm like, listen, dude, I can take that money and, and double it in Facebook ads. No one gives a shit that, and I, I've got a friend of mine, he's a good friend. He's, he's boxing for a world title eliminator on the 16th of june and it's on sky sports and he's like, and, and people are asking me i said listen dude i really want to help you but i can spend that money on my kids you know what i mean I'm, it's not like i'm a big corporation where it's, it's coming out my budget it's actually coming out of my own pocket and i'm just getting a logo on your t-shirts that no one looks at because they're looking at your face and no one really cares you know what i mean yeah, yeah. yeah so it's uh, a that, that that's kind of that's the the advantages and if you are you gonna ask me the disadvantages or not uh i mean do you want to talk about the just, I, mean, I, I, just I think it's worth looking at because a lot of people are trying you, you know Robbins, you'll know this it's like model someone that's already doing what you're doing it's one of the right. secrets that i've done i've modeled other people but what you got to consider is that if you're really going to be yourself not everyone's going to like you yeah and some people some people will allow that to cripple them from even getting started or as soon as they get a little bit of banter back or a little bit of an attack back, they'll allow it to stop them. That's the disadvantage that you get. A, I get a lot of, listen, I've had death threats. I've had people threatening me, kids. I get shit every day. And you've known me for a while, And I used to react to that shit. Now I'm like, oh, dude, I get it. I wouldn't like me either if I was you.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So a disadvantage, but also, I can turn that an advantage because they give me a lot of content. Yeah. They let me know I'm doing something right. And they obviously increase me... Um, I don't know what they call it these days, something to do with an algorithm or some shit. Right. They, they, obviously, every time someone comments on a post or a video or something, yeah. they, they increase the exposure to it because their friends can see the comment and the friends can see how much of a dick they are as well. <laughs>
1: All right, so tell me this. Okay, so we're talking now. How much of your voice, the way that if everyone subscribes to your emails yeah. or they watch any of your video, they listen to us now, having a chat, yeah. how much do you exaggerate you for dramatic connection effect and how much of it is you? What percentage would you say you're
0: exaggerating? Right now? 99.5%. And here's the 0.5%. When I'm doing videos and when I do podcasts sometimes, not necessarily emails, but what I'll do is I throw in a pause instead of saying M. Yeah. <laughs> and that was something that Michael Heppel taught me. It's probably, you know this. Instead of saying M, say nothing. People think I'm doing it, I'm kind of doing it on purpose and people like it Because I do that. Yeah. And I look into the camera and I don't necessarily do that in a real conversation. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I would say that's the only filter. And in my emails and some of my marketing stuff now, I've started to kind of star out the U in fuck. Or I use like a letter or or a number five instead of a K or something. And this is quite simple. Listen, it's not because I'm scared of offending people or because I'm PC, but quite simply because the spam filters will put it in spam. There's no point in writing a fucking great email if no one can read it because it goes with the spam. Yeah, yeah. That's the only reason I'm going to change my logo and think about changing the name of my business because I want more people to see it. And if they're swearing on it through choice, it's not because I'm scared of offending people, it's because I'm playing by the rules. That's really interesting. There's a thing where I think everybody probably sees
2: themselves differently to how other people see them, and it might not be a a straightforward thing for somebody to find their own character or find their own voice, even though you are telling people to be authentically them. But what would be your sort of three big tips for how someone can go about finding their character and finding their voice in the way that you
0: have? Wow, that's a great question. The advantage that I have, Kennedy, is that my avatar... My target market is just me three or four years ago. Right. So it's very easy to talk to the old me. Yeah. Very easy. In fact, I wish I could give the 19-year-old me some fucking advice. <laughs> <laughs> Wear a condom. <laughs> yeah, don't be silly. Wrap your willy. Yeah, it's, um, it, it's that, that's quite easy for me to do that. So two ways to do this is, one, always have who you're in mind talking to and treat it like you're talking to one person. Try not to do the hey, guys thing. Hey, yeah. guys. Try and talk to one person and also ask yourself this question. And this is something that I talked about. I've got an ex-student of mine called James Smith. And I was talking to him yesterday. The dude's got like quarter of a million followers on Facebook, 87,000 on Instagram in like six months. Wow. And he said to me, and, he, and a lot, I, I actually, a lot of people keep saying to me, Paul, is this guy being coached by you? Is this guy being coached by you? I'm like, yeah, but that's who he is. He's funny. He's funny as fuck, actually. And that's part of the reason he's grown his thing. But he said something to me yesterday that I found really interesting. Have a look at what you tag your friends in and ask yourself, am I willing to do this as one of my posts? And if you look at it, Kennedy, you always tag your friends in things that are funny. Yeah. Like... I was saying this yesterday. You know, one of the things I find hilarious, do you know when someone's like standing at a counter or something and the friend pulls their pants down from behind? <laughs> I find that hilarious. Leslie, my wife goes off it because she's like, Paul, you always laugh at other people's misfortune. But actually, yeah, I do. <laughs> but, but but what I would do is I'm actually, I don't have a problem pointing, like poke in front of myself. Right. You know what I mean? I don't have a problem doing that. So what I'm saying is 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 step one, have in mind who you're talking to. So find your, find your character by just, thinking I'm having a conversation one-on-one with this person in like real life. Number two, you can have the conversation as though you're talking it to yourself, as though though you're talking to yourself, because that's, for me, that comes down to who you are. And number three, a very easy way to do it is, listen, drop back from the information a little bit and just tell stories about your life. That's not just a content tip, but that's kind of what you do. When you're with your friends and shit, you don't give them information, really. You tell stories about what, they ask you what's happened to your week, and you'll tell them what happened to your week. What happened yesterday? Okay, how did that come about? And you'll tell them the story. That tends to be who you are. Does that make sense? It
1: does. And it kind of brings me to what I would like to know, which is, uh, the next thing I'd like to know, which is you write a daily email every single day. It's relentless. They're funny. They're engaging. You make videos. And literally people eat it up over and over again. But the big fear that many people have, many entrepreneurs, many small business owners and large business owners as well, the big fear they all have is, do people not get bored? Do people not get disengaged? How do you keep people eating it up? Because you have people who've been following you for, I mean, the 15 yeah. years or more that I've known
0: you. They're still the yeah. same people yeah. eating it up the same stories. Yeah. How do you do it? Ooh. I have a life now, and this has changed for me in the last few words, especially where my life's more about, and this is... This is I have a lot of experiences. An old school friend of mine, who's actually in my class at school, came in on the program and said, Paul, your life for your kids and that looks like so much fun. Mm. Like, well, I do a lot of stuff, but I'm now more interested in that stuff than buying stuff because right. I can show you something or I can tell a story about something that I've done. Yeah. So I experience a lot of things and I just tell stories about what I'm experiencing. I, like, I see a movie every week. I can find about 20 lessons and 20 things from a movie. Movies always have hidden hidden stories in them and hidden lessons in them, especially kids' ones. Do you know what I mean? I always have that. So to pe- keep people entertained, I just, I'm almost bringing them on my personal journey. That's all I'm doing. And I'm not doing the, really the same shit over and over again in my life. I'm, so I just, people have followed, I suppose what they've really followed is my, I wouldn't say the hero's journey because I'm not necessarily a hero. I fuck up a lot as well. I've just brought them on my journey. Well, you get a lot of connection because people see you go through really
1: difficult scenarios, and you're yeah. brutally honest and really open about I'm going through this really terrible time right now. Yeah. And then they they see you doing all these great things and going on these really good holidays and having really good times with your family and stuff. Yeah, what I think is also really interesting.
0: It's with- relatable, it's just relatable. Yeah, it, exactly. Because I'm telling real life. I'm not telling corporate shit. I mean, sometimes I'll talk about sales and shit, but I'm telling real life. Is all I'm doing. But also you're connecting through stuff that you're already
1: enjoying. So you're finding the stories within stuff. Like you're a big film fan, for yeah. example, I'm a big theater fan. So you yeah. find the thing, you find ways of connecting your other pieces of your life and become yeah. a more three-dimensional rather yeah. than just a person who bangs people over the head yeah, and is. the latest
0: bit of thing that they read from a book, right? Yeah, that's it. That's exactly it, dude. That's exactly it, and I mean I'll do the book thing as well. I'll do the books that I was reading. In fact, he has exact. He has one that I'm going to do today in a, in a private group that I have. Yesterday, I was listening to a, a book that's quite new called "Willpower Doesn't Work." It's a very interesting book. And they were telling something that's also in a book called, I think it's called a black box theory. And it's about the fact that planes are, when they're flying to the destination, they're actually off course 90% of the time. At, but through constant readjustment and course correction, they still get there on time. But it's got to be instant course correction. Now, I'll relay that story to my guys, which is like, I asked them to keep scoring their life, scoring their fitness, scoring their family, what they're doing in their relationships, scoring what they're doing at work, what they're doing with their meditation, etc. And they keep a weekly score. Like, this is the importance of assessing every week and then adjusting for the next week. So can you say, how I've taken what I've read there, mm. what I've been reminded of, and then I can put it into their life, into context. That's so that's amazing. just, that's just I, can, I can take stuff from everywhere. And what I have is I just have the notes area in my phone. I have, a, I have a notepad that I have, and I'll just write down a little idea. I'll do it when I'm reading. I'm not necessarily taking the movies, but I'll come home with something. Mm-hmm. I'll, take, I'll take it from shit that I've seen on Twitter, shit that I've seen on Facebook, I saw someone called Jamie Oliver at, at Tory C U N T and that they don't need to make, um, they don't need to tax unhealthy food. They need to make healthy food cheap. I'm like, dude, fruit and veg is literally the cheapest thing you can buy. <laughs> so I can go down that route. Do you know what I mean? I can see there's stuff everywhere that people are also seeing. You're just not looking for the thing. We're too desperate to get information over. My thing is, listen, I'm, people know what to do, Kennedy. People know what to do to make more money. They know what to do to get in shape. So, so giving them more information for me isn't always the answer. You can give them information, but deliver in a different way by wrapping it up in a story. That's awesome. Uh, it's about finding the lessons in the stuff that's around you anyway. It is, dude. It is. And, and, it, and it's, and a, a, the, the reason I'm able to do a life experience, I always say to the guys, I'm like, listen, you will learn more from experience, particularly mistakes, than you will from any book. You'll learn more from that, but people just don't look for the lessons. Like, how can I use this? So, for example, this morning, I had someone ask for a refund, and I'm not used to that. So someone asked for a refund, it was a grand, and I'm like, I'm a little bit triggered here. I'm a little bit pissed off. She hasn't done the work. She hasn't done the work. I'm like, okay, how can I use this? How can I use this without kind of attacking her? Yeah. But i might like, also, listen, this works. I'm giving you content that works, but what doesn't work is you. Here's why you don't do the work, because you're not, you're not courageous enough. Courage comes from confidence. Here's how to get more confidence, et cetera, et cetera. Wow. So there's lessons in everything. How can I use this is a great thing that comes up. How can I use this? It's amazing. Now, listen, um, if
2: somebody took your email list off you, because it's a massive part of your business, if somebody uh, took that off you, what's uh, the first thing that you would do to build your business up again?
0: Uh, run a webinar. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Last year, I turned nine grand into 49 grand with three webinars. Wow! Yeah, that's wow. the first. That's the first thing I'll do. Yeah. And
1: again, are your are your webinars really heavily story based, or are they information based, or are they content based? How does it work?
0: Every every. So obviously you start with your story. I go backwards. Okay, well he has all the results that I had. Why am I still unhappy? And then I tell him I'm unhappy, and then I will say, okay, he has. Here's what's happened since this moment. I share some stories about what I've pulled off since my meltdown moment. Mm-hmm. Then I talk to them about all the stuff that I've done wrong. And Then I just say, share three secrets, but the secrets are story-based. So I share stay the story about my daughter dropping an F-bomb. Then I go into the modeling thing because she's just modeling me. She's mm-hmm. got to learn it out of someone. And then the second one I go into is, is, again, I just tell stories because it just stops people from switching off. You think about it, stories are engaging. Stories are engaging. The best, lead, the best leaders in the world have all been storytellers. Right. All of them. Every single one of them is a is a world class storyteller.
1: Phenomenal. Okay, thanks for that massive insight. What we're gonna do, we're gonna move now into what we'll call the quick fire round. We're gonna throw some questions at you, give us a really succinct, like bang on answer. Hey, hey,
2: you don't want to miss out on more of these fabulous nuggets, do you? Make sure you subscribe to the Three Marketers Podcast now on your podcast player.
0: So we'll start off with what's a book you would recommend? Book I'd recommend, I'm going to recommend two. Number one, Loving What Is by Byron Katie is the one single book that changed my entire life. Turned my entire world around and I wouldn't recommend any other in their book as long as you read this one. Okay, excellent. And it's actionable, which is what I love about it. And you said they had two. What was the other one? The second one for business, the one that's helped me so much is a book called Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson. Okay, where actually, I didn't realize this, but a lot of the stuff that I've just shared with you about stories and stuff, he teaches some excellent examples of it, like Epiphany Bridges and shit, which is a, it's a, it's a very, very good book. And he does free plus shipping, and it's worth looking at just for his funnel. <laughs> 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 worth getting the book just to look at his
2: funnel and see what he does after he sells the book. Wicked. So yeah. what's, what's your top success habit, either something you do every day or every week, every month, whatever?
0: Very simple one. I write down uh, every day, I write down five wins that I had the previous day. Every morning, I write down five wins that I had the previous day. Why? Well, it protects me confidence. Because even if a day is, not every day is good, but you can find good in every day. Small wins add up. So you think about this, dude, five wins a day is 35 wins a week. 35 wins a week over four weeks. I don't even know the maths on that, but something like 160. 160 wins a month, do you think you'd be fairly confident and your self-belief would be fairly high if you could just do that? That's great. That's massive. And obviously it doesn't have to be a results-based win. It can just be, I worked out today. Yeah. I worked out. And the reason I do it the day after is because I really have to think about it. I really have to think about it, which caused me to stop. Okay, did I have a good yesterday? And then I'm flying into that day. It's almost like I'm strapping on a set of balls and a helmet and I'm like, come at me, bro, for the day. You know yeah. what I mean? And I can build my- Here's the questions that I asked. I got this from a program that I'm in called Strategic Coach with Dan Sullivan. What was the win? Why was it positive? How can I make further progress on it? What's the specific action I can take as a result? Specific action. And can you see how that builds a snowball effect? Mm. That's the, that's, I mean, there's a bunch of other things that I do. That, so that's protecting your confidence. The second thing I will be is protecting your energy is everything. You've got to give a shit about what goes in your mouth. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not one of those clean eaters or a non-boozer type of nerd. I just care what goes in my mouth because it affects how I show up in business and how I show up with my family and how I show up with my friends. And listen, I eat ice cream and crisps every day. I just pay attention to it. <laughs> yeah. All
1: right, so a lot of people look up to you. You're a person a lot of who demands a lot of respect from people from your close following. But
0: who do you look up to? A guy called Garrett J. White. He was a guy that, when I was at my lowest point, I got pointed to him. And he leads a movement called Wake Up Warrior, which is actually very similar to what I do. He has thousands of men in his program now. When I first went, in, he had like 20. And this was only three years ago. He wow. did 10 million last year. And why do I look up to him? When I, well, for, for a start, he kind of saved me life because he called me out on my bullshit. And a man like me, and this is why what I do works, is that men come in here and they're self-employed. Self-employed men who do okay in business. are the or king, like, like, he called me the king of the shitheads. Listen, you're around people that play smaller than you who will blow smoke up your eyes and tell you that everything's okay because you're the most successful out of the group. Yeah. So you're king of the shitheads. You're used to people bowing to your every need. You're used to giving orders. You're not used to being called out, especially by someone that has better results than you. So he called me out and it changed it. He called me a liar. It transformed the entire world. And he just showed me this system of living that was outstanding. he just connected me to a bunch of guys who are got. When I first saw him, I was like, holy shit, this guy's the American version of me, swearing, talking about things that were really, listen, by the time I'd seen him, I'd seen every therapist gone. I was like an hole. hypnotherapist, psychotherapist, psychologist, emotional freedom, tapping bullshit, bullshit, ist, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera, I'd seen them all, and this guy was talking about things, and I, I could look these people in the eyes and be like, you have no idea how I feel right now, you have no idea, I could tell, but you're just reading out of a textbook. I got you a certificate. And then this guy was, he was talking about like darkness and he was talking about being in a pit and he was talking about depression and bipolar and being high and being low. And that just woke me up to a whole new planet. Yeah. Like, dude, you remember me back in the day, I'd run a one day event and then need two weeks off.
2: Absolutely. I feel like
0: killing myself after three days. No shit. That's, I'm not even exaggerating that. The, the last time I ran events, I did two webinars of so 600 people in the week and a huge webinars with a product launch.
1: Yeah.
0: And I did, a one-day seminar with 60 dudes there, and then the, not the day after that, but the two, two days later, I ran a 32-hour event with no sleep. So wow. 32 hours off the belt with guys, and guess what? Everything was all right. So yeah, he, he didn't he, need to call he me, for, me for uh, a Yeah, dude, that's exactly, yeah. He's expanded my, he showed me the, the concept of expanding my capacity, or yeah. increasing my resilience to stress, rather than having stress, reacting to stress, and then sedating to kind of relieve stress.
2: Now, here's a question I want to ask you. How do you define success? Being happy.
0: What does that mean? It'll change. So being happy is a state. So I can do things that make me happy. I can feel happy. That's it. And people talk about purpose all the time. Listen, the only purpose in your life is to be happy and procreate. That's it. People get so confused in it. So happiness for me, I have no qualms about saying that what makes me happy will change as I grow and get older. It will change, but right now, what makes me happiest or, or what's success to me is just growing. That's it, growing, constantly trying to get better. It doesn't mean I'm I'm unhappy with where I am. People get that confused. Just because I want more and to do more and to keep pushing forward doesn't mean I'm unhappy. It just means that I'm not interested in just being satisfied all the time. I want to be dissatisfied but also appreciative of where I'm at. So, so for me, success, the ultimate success is just being happy. And being happy for me is actually... Being inspired and going after things, while it's at the same time loving where I'm at. Does that make sense? I, I think also people get obsessed with, being, you know, and you'll have know, heard this a million times in net marketing. Uh, if you do what you do, what you do, what you love, and the money will flow. So i mean, listen, you can't always do what you love. You can't. You've got to do what's required sometimes, and you're not going to love it. But here's what what I think. I can find a way to love everything. I'm training for this big SAS thing, and I have to put 35 pounds on me back and go out yomping up hills for like two hours at a time. And I'm like, ugh, but I can find a way to love it. Mm. I can find a way to absolutely love the pain I'm going through because I can either be focused on the pain or I can be focused on something else. Yeah. Does, that, does, that, does that make sense what I've said? So success for me is just being happy, which will change all the time. And what makes me happiest right now is just growing. Success, okay. really? And I want to add this on. Success really is kind of being able to do what you want, when you want to do it, with who you want to do it, where you want to do it, and that's even only if you want to do it at all. That's kind of where I think they call that um, personal sovereignty or something. I would like to add that in as well. That's good. It's good. So big, important question. Who do you like more? Me or Rob? You. That's good. <laughs> I like the answer. Just because I, I had a crush on Annie Lennox when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> He's finally you got a tally on the whiteboard. Well done, son. <laughs> Has he? Oh, yeah, and also, continue. Kennedy taught me the butter eraser.
1: <laughs> i did the teach you did
0: teach me the butter razor yeah excellent yeah. finally finally mate where can folks go if they want to find out more about you well if you're still tuned in it means i haven't offended you so much that you've um spat you you've you've pulled your headphones out and told me to piss off and unsubscribe from the guys' podcast the best place to, to to find out about me is is search for me on instagram and facebook and then i'll probably get you on my email list and i probably tell you something. <laughs> that's, that's the best place to find me. I mean, we've got a bunch of different websites. We've got iampaulmort.com. We've got unstoppablemanproject.com, etc, etc. But the best place to find me and, and kind of engage with me is on Facebook or Instagram.
1: Fantastic stuff, man. Thank you so much for taking the time out to do this. No problem. It was a pleasure. I'm honoured you asked me. So as Paul said, you can find out more about him, connect with him, follow what he's doing uh, because I think we could all learn absolutely tons about him and about how to market ourselves by searching for Paul Mort. On the various social platforms—your Instagram, your Facebook, your Twitter—and of course, you'll find links to all of those things if you go to blog.responsesuite.com, and you'll be able to find out all that information in the show notes. We're also, going to link to uh, the books that you recommended, the various people you, you talked about throughout the episode. And those questions that he talked about from Dan Sullivan that you should ask yourself will give you a full list of all of that and plus much more detail pulled out from all the things that
2: Paul talked about. Because there was so much covered. The in big that. thing for me really was I think by following Paul you'll be able to see how he takes everyday things, every, everyday occurrences like the sandwich you had for lunch and the film you saw last night and pull lessons and stories and effectively hidden sales pitches out of those things. Yeah. You know, lessons that are engaging and interesting and funny and humorous and then you are able to push those things forward into sales pitches which is remarkable to see how he does it do you know what's really interesting is we had a meeting just this earlier this week
1: about the, the voice at response week because obviously as a as a company that's on the rise and a company that's sort of sort of finding its place in the marketplace as, as we are to try and find our voice and how it's okay to communicate with you and our customers and all that sort of stuff the way that paul does that is through absolute honesty just being himself and I think that's really interesting and just thinking about okay which bit of me should we be communicating and which bit of Rob should be communicating which bit of Grace which bit of Colin and the whole team here how should we be communicating all of that as the voice of response suite is quite interesting and thinking about that from your business as our listener how much of your voice are you actually how much of your personality of your other likes if you're in a are you talking about that in your marketing are you linking that through are you are you, are you mentioning that stuff if you're interested, so Rob and I are both independently into, interested in theatre and that kind of thing, we don't really mention that anywhere. We certainly don't use references to it. Now, yes, while I think what Paul said very early on during our chat there about it polarises people and it will alienate some people and make them think, well, this is not for me. At the same time, what that does is it draws other people. It draws the people who, uh, who do get it much, much closer to you. And I think it's really easy to get stuck behind the, oh, this is the way to write a professional email, and it must start off with, dear sir slash Madam," blah, 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 blah. And it
2: really doesn't. You can go straight in there as if you're talking one-to-one to a friend or somebody who respects you. The other big thing that made me laugh and, and really resonated with me, actually, was when he said about, you know, people are, some people are naturally not going to like you. Yeah. You're going to get what they describe as haters, yeah. uh, to be cool. And he said, it's okay to just look at that person and say, it's okay, I wouldn't like me if I was you either. And I think <laughs> for me, that summarizes the whole thing up. And it actually makes you realize it's okay to find the market that you want to sell to and that you want to be popular with and be popular with them to the exclusion of all others. I mean, if I
1: think this is one of the episodes you can really listen back to over and over again because the way Paul talks is a lot about weaving stories and stuff like that. Loads of lessons to pull out of it. And we've done a great job, actually Grace here at the office is, has done a really great job of pulling out a lot of those points and making and putting them in some kind of order if you want to go and check that out on the blog uh, as part of the show notes, which you can obviously do over at blog.responsesuite.com. If you haven't already subscribed to this the three marketers walk it with podcast make sure you do that on your favorite
2: um podcast player that's the word i'm looking for how else can they connect with us rob give us a reminder well you can also find us on the social medias of course twitter and facebook and instagram just it's just response sweet go and search for us you shall find us there and be able to see everything that's going on along with full updates from uh, the Responsory Office and the podcast. and We also
1: else. share, like, Grace likes to do, like, behind the scenes stuff, so she's always catching me doing some stupid face while you I'm going be You
2: can see Kennedy wearing shorts today, which is a, a rare occurrence. Yes, if you haven't checked that out, yes, I am wearing shorts and a T-shirt. How lovely. The doesn't want it. Oops, studio, applause, studio, applause, applause,
1: studio applause. applause that's quite enough of that so that's it for this episode we'll be back tomorrow with another cracking interview and we'll speak to you then see you then
2: don't miss a thing, miss a thing. check out the show notes at blog.responseweeds.com